It's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Smoking. smoking, smoking. When I wake up every morning as I'm getting up, I hit it up now. That's right. It's Coffee and Chronic, and it's spelled C-A-W-F-E-E because Phone Boy likes to give me a hard time about my New England accent. So he has officially, unofficially helped name this wonderful thing that we're doing at 7 a.m. bright and squirrely central time with the amazing Hampress Emily. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, and of course, my silly self, the princess of profanity, Phoenix. So today we are going to be bringing you fine folks the offerings of gender. Because we know how much you all just can't get enough of the current climate when it comes to the 80-something different genders that are out there currently and people needing you to get their pronouns right no matter how insane, absurd, or confusing they may be. So I'm going to let you actually take the baton on this one this morning and start off with, there were a couple videos that you sent me, uh, one of which would not open for me because fuck YouTube. But the other one was Jordan Peterson having a conversation with Joe Rogan about traditional gender roles. And I know. Yeah. Yeah. You. It was a good one. And it was interesting because I did not know that Jordan Peterson was Canadian, but I heard him talking and I'm like, holy shit. I'm waiting for him to drop the A. Either that or he's from, yeah, he's definitely Canadian. Like, I think he was even talking yeah, about is. it. And I was like, he holy crap. He has to go to basically the equivalent of Canadian re-education camps because he refuses to play the pronoun game. Well, and, you know, I, I'm not trying to be insensitive. That would, you know, that would not garner well for this show. You're an American, ma'am. You have free speech. Insensitive is not, that's not your responsibility. Other people's feelings and the way they receive the information you provide them is not your responsibility. There's no such thing as insensitive, but continue. <laughs> well, my, my stance may be a little unorthodox when it comes to the gender role thing, but I wanted to actually give our listeners a... A glimpse into, because I know that you fantastically embrace a rather traditional gender role in that you are the amazing domestic engineer who raises your wonderful daughter and makes sure that your amazing husband is taken care of. And he, of course, in the traditional role, goes out and makes the you know, makes the money for keeping all of the life flowing, if you will. Yep. Right. So um, talk a little bit about what it's like to have that traditional gender role, because I like that. And um, I mean, after so many years, and I know you, you know, you've been in, you've been on the hamster wheel yourself. I, I can't wait until I can take a moment to step off that hamster wheel and do what you're doing and just be the house, you know, the housekeeper, the, you know, homemaker. Chief, yeah, the homemaker, the chief cook and bottle washer. Although at our advanced age, I don't think there's going to be any bottles unless they're grandkids. I'm not, I'm not we'll in a hurry for that. We'll switch it to protein shaker. 
Say that again. I said, we'll switch it to protein shake bottles. Yeah, if we could ever find any protein shakes that didn't have into the sugar and shit in them. Yeah. So on the aspect of being a homemaker, I, I love it. I'm not going to like, I'll fist fight somebody before I go fill out, fill out a job application. It ain't happening. Um, and that's only because it empowers me to be the best me that I could be, right? Like it allows me to be the best, the best mother to my child. It allows me to be the best wife to my husband, allows me to be the best friend to my friends, daughter to my mother. Like, you know, it's a, I'm not spread so thin that there's nothing left. I don't have a boss to answer to. I don't have coworkers that stress me out. I don't have a commute that stresses me out. Like I don't, not that I don't have any stress because hello, we're actively dying. You know, life is stressful, but I don't have the extra added nonsense. So I personally can handle more of other people's nonsense. And of so, course, you homeschool your daughter. Which I do homeschool. I, I commend yeah. you for we've we've talked about that on the first episode. That that is that is the ultimate gift you can give your child. In in my personal yeah. opinion, is to not put them in the system as soon as they're old enough to write right. their own name. Yeah, it's um. So she went to public school. We did kindergarten. We did first grade. And halfway through freaking first grade, COVID hit. So now, you know, um, it, school is an iPad at my kitchen table. I worked third shift, which was 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Um, and, you know, my husband worked. And here I am having to homeschool a child. I, at the time, wasn't capable of doing that. Um, I'm spread so thin because I am working overnight, which is counterproductive to the human experience, first and foremost. And then I'm like running on no sleep. We're in the middle of a pandemic. It was a mess. I hated it. Uh, I was not good at it. It was not good for my child and I. Um, so we like get through COVID. We go back to public school, um, like once school starts up again. And we did one more year of it. And in that one year of her going back to school, I noticed changes within her. Um, and then also like I wasn't working. So I'm home all day long by myself, bored as fuck. <laughs> I'm just constantly cleaning, you know, and I got this like over overwhelming feeling that like this is not like it's something else that like this is something that can fill your time. Like the only thing that you have in life right now is your child and your husband and your and your household. Like, I have, I have there's to, no point to um, outsource that job anymore. Right. And I mean, I give you credit for the fact that you weren't like a lot of these stay at home women who were like, oh, I'm bored as hell. Let me get on Facebook because everybody needs to know every time I take a sip of coffee or take <laughs> a dump, you know, nah, I mean, I did that. I did that when I was younger and when I was like out working and like I, I was a bartender for a long time. So that's like a mandatory social media presence. And girl, I am like, unless I'm out and about taking pictures of cows in a stream, people on the Internet don't really know what I'm up to. 
and I'm good with that. Um, I, I was not going to be one of those housewives. Yeah, I'm. I'm the exact same way. I've, I've had the opinion for a really long time. When you see these people, like back when I actually did the face bag and gave a fuck and didn't think social media was the decline of our society, and the people on it really need, you know, lives because apparently it's taken over their lives. Um, My my, I mean, my impression really fast on what was going on with that was, wow, people really are so self-absorbed that they think that the world gives a flying fuck about what they had for breakfast or how many strokes it takes at night with their husband. And then I became a podcaster and realized, oh, fuck, I've done the same thing. I mean, same but different. Uh, But that's just like, that's part of the human experience. You want to share, you want to feel seen, you want to be a part of something, you know, and like, I do, but yeah, the thing that pisses me off... do that with off, people around you, not the internet. Like, that's, that's not it. Right, but the that's, thing that makes me... The, the thing that makes me the most apeshit is that you have... And, and I know we're, you know, we're, we're going off topic for a minute, which is happens when we get we'll together back. and yak. We'll but you, you've got young girls where, you know, at eight, nine, ten years old, their whole aspiration in life is, I'm going to be a TikTok influencer. I'm going to be a Facebook influencer. And I'm like, oh, my God, where is your mother to give you some fucking values on what you really should and can be doing? Stop thinking at eight, nine, and ten years old that you're that fucking important in your life. Because when you have people who validate that kind of bullshit, you end up with the girl on TikTok who is teaching you how to pretend you're working and steal time from the company. You have things like this new... um, the the new trend uh like bone crushing where people are literally bashing themselves in the face to improve their looks and it's it's dangerous and like just where are the parents so parents like you like Lorian you know Dame Delorean and, and Sir Spencer shout out to the Wolf Pack we love them women like that she's probably gonna hate me for this but shout out samio she homeschools too she's the one who's out hooking up with the curriculum i use no it's great give give shout outs to whoever you want but any any women who are being the domestic engineers which seems to be a very bygone thing because the financial climate is such that Women have to go out and make a living. So when you're the lucky financial enough, financial climate isn't it? We they stole our men and send them to war. Well, yeah, I mean there is that. I'm not gonna lie. There, there definitely is that. But at this point, it's not a matter of you know stole our men and they went to war. Your your man comes home every night. My man luckily can stay home when working. But for the, you know, for the moms out there, for the women out there who are holding down the fort, who are not putting their kids on the hamster wheel, because, I mean, this is something I don't think we necessarily touched on last week. I wanted to um, circle back on from it, which is the whole when you send your children to public school, you're literally putting them on the hamster wheel because it's a training ground for if you think about it, you know, what time do they have to be to school? They're there eight hours. 
you know, there, mm-hmm. there's all these things that are extremely parallel to what it's like once you get out in the adult world. So it's literally just training camp on how to be a hamster on the wheel for the rest of your life. And they like to well, disguise it's, it. It's out and out said that it's indoctrination to learn how to be a part of this society. So we indoctrinate the children how to operate within the society, society that we provide them. And then the person who funded it wanted people to work in his warehouse who knew how to read and not chop their hands off. So we have, you know, the both sides of it working towards the end goal of being a punch in the time card. And it's like that, that's the way it was designed. That was the whole purpose of the education system. Pretty fucking nefarious. Don't you think? When you when you think, you know, like long term down the road, if this is a goal that I want to achieve, it's only logical. <laughs> That's why I, I like I used to get mad about it. But now I just like I accept it. And that like weird state of acceptance is like, OK, well, that's how it's designed to work. They've out and out said that. And this is their end goal. If that is not the end goal that I want, then I have the power to remove myself from the system and do it the way that I want the end goal to work out. Yeah. And it sounds to me, you know, circling back to traditional gender roles, it sounds to me like you're setting a fantastic foundation for your child as well in that she sees, gee, you know, mom's able to be home and give me the bonding time, even if it's through, Mm -hmm being the, you know, finger quotes teacher, you're giving her the bonding time. She's not set to a certain time of the day like we were as kids where, you know, 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning, it was like your alarm clock's going off. Get up, eat breakfast, you got to get to school. You've really set a fantastic parameter, you know, lack of parameter there where it's like, okay, as long as you're up at a reasonably decent hour, you know, wake up naturally, you know, rub your eyes, get a shower, take a minute to figure out Mm -hmm. which direction you're going for the day. And then we'll work on these assignments. And, you know, you, you give her a lunch break, you give her, you know, some, some free time breaks, move breaks. Yeah, we get, she's got, and even with all of that flexibility and that weird little bit of structure, it's like a, like a safety net structure where there's like holes she can fall through for sure. You you're probably going to sleep in and be groggy and we're going to argue some days, but most of the time you're going to wake yourself up. You're going to know that we just start the morning and we roll with it. But that's like, I'm trying to set her up for that, like 18 to 25 year old point in her life where it's on you to get up and go to work. It's on you to make sure that your nasty self showers. It's on you to make sure that, you know, you tidy up your space. The, the, the things that we do for our children when they're children is to equip them for adulthood. Exactly. Now, um, a question I have, um, when, when she gets up, do you have her make her bed? So like the first thing you're doing first thing in the morning is being productive because you've done your first quote unquote task of the day. You made your bed. You, you adulted, even though she's like, what, 10? 10. Yeah. Um, I don't make her make her bed. I do make her pick up her clothes from the day before. That's cool. that's the that's the trade off. Is like because 
she sleeps with like the same one throw blanket, like burritoed, you know, so like it's not that her bed needs to be made. Oh, good, so good I'm point. Like, I, I, I had a momentary to, lapse yeah, in what it's like to be 10. It's the, uh, yeah, it's the, um, but it, it, it is, I do. I start her off with like, Hey, pick up, you get up, you, your feet hit the ground. The first thing you do should be to bend over and pick up your mess from the night before. Throw them in the laundry bin, straight to the bathroom. But that's and, still, I mean, that's that's a fantastic routine. So, you know, it it's a start with you've done one thing. Okay, mm-hmm. let's build on that. And it's it's a good foundation. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I okay. So, getting back to the gender roles thing, I'm I'm wholly on board with traditional gender roles of. The woman stays home, cleans the house, cooks the meals, takes care of the kids. And, you know, he or she, because I'm not going to be, you know, if you're in a same sex relationship, hey, you know, that's fantastic. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later in the hour. But, you know, depending on whether your partner, your, your partner, wow, apparently I don't <laughs> have enough coffee nor chronic this morning. <laughs> if your partner's male or female, it doesn't matter. But there's that dynamic of one gets up and goes to work, the other stays home and holds down the fort. I'm great with mm-hmm. those gender roles. I can't wait until I can slip into that gender role in probably another four years or so, God willing. It, it's something that, unless like that's how you start your relationship, it's not like you can't just flip a switch and make it happen. So I, where you say like in four years that you hope to be in this place, I never thought that I would be in this place. Like I used to crack jokes about women who live the life I live now. (laughs) In all honesty, it's actually a conversation that I've had with phone boy that, you know, look, I don't want you to think that my whole purpose is once you're done being drained dry by your ex, you know, I want to hop on that financial dick. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's not about that because we, you know, we've talked about the fact that I'm still going to be continuing on with my degree. And if the opportunity arises for me to get hired working from home, then I'm definitely going to take that option because it's going to help to, further the success of our household but it's also going to give me that dynamic and that balance that I need where I can be the quote-unquote housewife who cooks cleans and does all the things to make her man happy but I also have the self-fulfilling ability to go and make my own money and have you know a, a life within my life so to speak. Yeah. The, to not lose the individual sense yeah. of identity. I absolutely yeah. do not want to lose my identity um, by doing so. But I also, much like you, I've spent the majority of my life busting my ass and taking care of my partners and other people. Not that I didn't have partners that worked, but, you know, most recently my 18 plus year relationship slash marriage that went down like a dumpster fire because things just, they just progressively got worse and worse. And it literally took someone who I barely knew to 
bring to my attention that which I was trying to ignore that, you know, not only was the elephant in the room, but the motherfucker had already eaten the sofa and the love seat and was going after the recliner. It's the only thing left in there, lady. Exactly. I mean, it. it yeah. I've talked about the fact before on uh, the Lotus Effect. Saturdays at 4 p.m. Central. <laughs> um, you know, I've talked about the fact that I was doing show content with him. We were having a phone conversation one day in the early time of doing the show. And he heard the way that my ex was speaking to me and was like, who the fuck does dude think he is? Like, how, you know, why does he talk to you like that? You don't deserve to be talked to like that. You are, you're worth more. And it really blew my mind because even though I have friends like Tigger, who I know is listening this morning, and other people, you know, like my mom would not being like, you know, pointing out to me that which was always there. But when it's family or when it's a close friend saying to you, you know, hey, he's treating you like shit or whatever, you know, I, I was... I was so ingrained to because I was just trying to convince myself that I was happy. It's it's like mm-hmm. it, it's like being a captive and you're just mentally trying to keep yourself present because you could easily slip into the darkness. That's it, called that that's called cognitive dissonance. Right. Exactly. And or to some extent it can lead to disassociation but more akin to being an American today and believing that but white Biden is a competent president. We're all in denial. None of us are ready to pull the triggers. Well, there you go. And, you know, having, like I was saying, having someone who, I mean, I barely at the time knew phone boy above and beyond that, you know, he would always listen to bowl after bowl and, and call in. He was, he was as regular on bowl after bowl in voicemail as Mr. Christopher Battles is now for the Lotus Effect. Like, you can be assured if nobody else calls in, Chris Battles is going to be on the job giving us his take on the refire topic. And we appreciate the shit out no of that. No pressure, Battles. Keep it up, bud. That's right. He's crushing it. But, yeah, when, <laughs> that's right. A big caca for Mr. Christopher Battles this morning from Coffee and Chronic, which we, we need to explain, and I'm not sure if we did, the, the spelling, C-A-W-F-E-E, is the phonetics of coffee. And because of my God-forsaken New England accent, when I say the word coffee at times, it comes out as coffee. So, needless to say, we decided, you know what? Because we want to be able to get that domain at some point, changing the spelling when we did a DNS search revealed that we can have it. <laughs> what are you doing over there? I'm having to shush my dog because it's about the time that we go O U T S I D E on a W A L K. And I have my headphones in, and I'm pacing my kitchen, so he thinks. So now I have to sit at my bar stool and stop moving around and ignore him. <laughs> Apologies if there is a dog barking in the background at any point. I will try to hit my mute button with the quickness. Oh, it ain't going to be any no worse than the pod father with Phoebe when she gets wound up. So That's shout out and good morning like, to the maxi oh, no. puppy. He's, he's going to feed me. <laughs> So I, 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 I think, 
Yeah, I, I wasn't hearing hearing puppy dog either. So I think okay, we're good because he was doing he was starting it up. There were quiet ones. <laughs> those about, those yeah. little low okay, growls good. and yips. Like yeah, and it's yeah, we were almost there. So it's good that it didn't come through. Oh, so I think we I think we need to um, talk a little bit about um, the current gender roles, because we've talked about the, the traditional ones, um, that which you are in and that which I, you know, hope to be in in, in a few years. Um, the current gender one, roles. One last thing about the, the situation, like how traditional goes and like my take on traditional gender roles. Um, it's more of a neurologically, biologically, and evolutionarily men are better and more suited for certain things and women are better and more suited for other things. And I think that embracing the fact that men are more suited and better at going out and you know hunting and gathering and if they have somebody to provide for, they will fucking provide like they, they will walk over broken glass through burning buildings to get that bag for the people at home. And the person at home is really good at, at making use of the resources provided to them and keeping things in an organized functional way. Even though as women, we're crazy people, we're four people a month and it's rough, but we keep it together. We, we make it work. Because when we are provided for, we want nothing more than to keep the providing coming. Like, we want that man to walk through the burning building and over the broken glass to come home and have the meal that we want and found that berry for. Like, we, we're wired to do those things. And the more that we embrace what we're supposed to do and not conform to what society wants us to do, we will have a better society. Now, do you do you think because um, we are going to talk about uh, current gender roles, and I do agree with you that certain genders have certain roles. It's just the societal norm, although anymore it's really not because fuck Joe Biden economics and the fact that even I mean, I, I can't say this started with him. Um, no, you know, I've, I've seen the need for He's just women the last to- one holding the potato. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've I've said publicly that I think Biden is a ventriloquist dummy, and that um, you know somebody else is definitely pulling the strings or flipping the lever for the mouth. Um, but I, I want to hear your views definitely on where you don't think it look into started. Korean plastic surgery. <laughs> so I, I want to. I, I think. Um, I think our. Uh, our listeners would be interested to hear your view on when and how you think the roles have changed. And then we will uh, touch upon current day and, you know, the roles and the 85 or however many different genders that we currently have out there. But I do want to remind you all that we are a value for value show. So if you are getting any value out of that, which you are hearing, because you are listening to Coffee and Chronic with Hempress Emily and myself, Phoenix. So um, it's the rooster booster. 
wake your asses up and throw some Satoshis or some Fiat Fun coupons at us, folks. You know how to do it. LotusEffect.show gets you to the page with the We Like Money button, and you can boost us live, and we'll call you out in the chat. So... If you do not have a podcast app that lets you do that, shame on you. Go to newpodcastapps.com and uh, get you one of those so that we can uh, so we can enjoy some of the fruits of our labor of being up this ungodly early. So with that, we're going to get to what Hempress Emily uh, thinks about the current gender roles and how we got there. Oh, da-da! Um, <laughs> so... Uh, I, with all this time on my hands being a homemaker, uh, I like to do this thing where I will run scenarios back, like hit the rewind button, slow motion, uh, and just piece it apart, right? Like try to figure out when was the last time like this worked properly. Um, okay, well, it wasn't with my parents. <laughs> They were told, like, y'all could get divorced for basically whatever reason. That's cool. Who cares if you have kids? Who cares if you made a commitment in front of God and everybody? You know, that's fine. Go ahead. Sign a paper. You're free. Um, and it wasn't really my grandparents, although my grandparents did look at each other and say, I love you. I will beat you to death before I leave you. I don't want to beat you to death. So let's figure out how to be better people to each other in the world. So something was right about that generation. And then, you know, um, my great grandparents, that was active wartime. <laughs> so like that, that's kind of where I settled into looking at. And I have one great grandmother who um, was a homesteader with her husband who was a, a sheep herder. And I have one grandmother who um, was a military wife. Her husband was in the, the Air Force. And so, like, they moved around a lot, and she was just in charge of raising children on base. My other grandmother was raising children, you know, running the, like, financial aspect of my great-grandfather's business, uh, collecting the payments, you know, paying all the bills, making sure the mortgage is paid, those kinds of things. Um, and the, the children that they produced, right, like, that was good America. We had, um, you know, the, the all the all the roads were built, you know, all the infrastructure happened because of those children who were raised by a father and a mother in the same household, making it work in America. Um, and after that, we kind of kept sending men off to war. So we have one generation who uh, <clears throat> either their fathers were in the service or they were managing the country that the other ones were protecting. Um, and, and that like, that worked. Uh, the downfall is that the government said, bro, this works. <laughs> we're starting to be there. I say it's super power. So why should we stop? And then, Oh, Adolf happened. So we had to deal with that and Stalin and, you know, all that. like there was a lot of stuff, a lot of quote unquote strong men, <laughs> generation um so you know we had world of chaos those men were sent off to war the ones that stayed were oh, oh, it's ugly and real um the ones that weren't sent off to war for a while were quote-unquote defective or the last of their lineage 
or um, to important to lose. Um, so you, you, you had people stateside managing the country, raising the men that were, you know, to come about, uh, which brings you to my parents' generation. And that's kind of where it all fell apart because we have credit scores. We have higher taxes. We are just a war machine of a country. Um, we can divorce each other for no reason. None of us go to church as much as we should. And the country that we're protecting and defending is a corporation. Okay. So it's a mixture of the war machine and uh, corporate greed. I, I can agree with that. I know you and I have talked off air about how basically around, you know, World War One, World War Two, when the women had to enter the workforce because the men were all away at war and they still needed things provided for them, you know, enter, mm -hmm. you know, Rosie the Riveter and such. I, I definitely think that that is a real good kickoff point for how we got ultimately to where we are today. Because right. once women were kind of thrust into that role, um, a lot of them kind of liked it. I mean, I, well, I, and who? I mean, and this is where I can completely understand how we end up here because we have Rosie, who her mom's 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 all they ever did was stay at home raise kids, and like that was fulfilling. That was wonderful. Like if all you ever knew was toast on butter, you're gonna fucking lose your mind when someone says, "Yo, put jelly on it," right? Well, like exactly. it's gonna be. It's going to be new. So for those women, and not just for the women themselves, but for their families and for the country as a whole, it made sense. Well, I think it was great that, that we, as women, stepped up and said, hey, we know that this is a man's job. We know that it's hard. We know that there's, we're going to be fucking dirty. We know that we're probably going to go home with burn marks on us. We don't care. It's a job that has to be done, and I'm here to do it. And that's how women are, right? Like, first I, I, and foremost, I agree. we are human beings. We, we are hardwired to be the keepers, the caregivers, mm -hmm. the make it all betters when the world is burning. We're the ones holding the hose most often. Right. So, in a sense, though, I would say that it was also possibly a bit of government propaganda where they figured they would pander to us and placate us be, by being like, oh, your role is so important. The boys need you. It's the same rhetoric shit they've been shoveling for now, what, 60, 70 years? A hundred years later. Yeah. I mean, fuck, it really has been that long, but yeah. Yeah, it's a hundred years. <laughs> so in a in hundred years, we've gone from being the housekeeping dinner making child raising species to culture I, changing society shaping yep yeah, uh you know political office holding hard working i mean everything from literally you know the vice president of the country down to the factory worker that started you know work either an hour and a half ago or 30 minutes ago, roughly, on first shift yeah. to slog out another 8, 10, 12-hour day of being a cog in the machine. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm all for and I mean, with, last week we talked about, you know, what if they repealed the 19th Amendment? And and now we're talking about what if we went back to a simpler time? What if women left the workforce? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let I mean, take take a moment, you know, sip your coffee, spark your Look bowl, around your office and think about it. Think of all the people that you work with. Yeah. Well, what if one day all of the women of the the country just went, you know what? Fuck yeah. this. Yeah, I'm good. You know what I think would happen? Cities would burn. Companies would fold. <laughs> I think. I think it would be rough. Um, but honestly, it would straighten itself out. And I don't. I think that some companies would crumble, but I think that some of them would kind of like blossom and or just cease to, like if they did crumble, it's because like they didn't need to be there anyway. Well, I can't disagree with that. There's plenty of companies out there that really don't serve all that wonderful of a purpose. And there's plenty of actually, uh, you know, women-led companies and stuff. Yeah. And that's, so I don't think that like every woman should go quit their job and stay at home and be, you know, do that. Like that's not, it's not for everyone. At one point in my life, it was not for me. You couldn't have paid me to do this at certain points in my life. Um, But 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 now that I am more mature, I have healed. I have earned all the bags that I thought that I wanted to get. And I still felt like an empty sack of shit. Like I, like I came to a point of maturation where I just realized like this isn't fulfilling for me. And if I'm going to be stuck on somebody else's schedule and subject to somebody else's rules, like I'll just, my husband has easier rules to follow. Fuck it. I don't, I don't need that much money. Like I stopped getting my hair done. I stopped getting my nails done. I stopped having a shopping problem. I stopped having a gambling addiction. Like the minute I decided to like not make money was the five minutes later, I decided to stop spending money. And that was half my damn problem of having to go into the workforce do you, was do you, because it costs money to live. Exactly. But, do you think that, um, and, and I'm obviously, okay, let, let's just be real about the fact, you know, fuck public school. I'm in no way advocating for these assholes whatsoever. But do it's you the think teachers union that needs to be gutted? That just needs to go away. If we got rid of the teachers union, public school would straighten itself out. I can't say I disagree with that. Do you think, however, that with all the super woke ass bullshit that public schools are indoctrinating kids with nowadays, do you think that if we could have kind of a polarizing shift that teaching young girls that there is an alternative to just being a cog in the machine and swiftly entering the workforce to be quote unquote, just as good as the men, because I I really do feel, and I can speak on a personal level of being in a male dominated profession for 14 years and shit. Tigger's been doing it like 30. Um, do you think that showing girls that there is another option that you don't just have to be 
a cog in the machine that you can find a good man and love him with all of your heart and take on that traditional gender role of I am the man I'm going to go out and make the living you are the woman you will stay home clean my house raise my children cook my meals with respect mind you I'm not saying that Mm -hmm. I'm I'm looking for a fucking Al Bundy or you know some (laughs) Neanderthalic bullshit like that like oh me man you woman I mean I, I just think that Maybe there's a little bit of mis-messaging going on in schools and that there should be at least some kind of quote-unquote knowledge that, you know, look, it's okay to be a stay-at-home mom. It's okay to be a housewife. And it's also okay to have that that convenient and, and comfortable mix of... You can find something that you can do from home, whether it's start your own Etsy business or be, you know, like I'm trying to do, you know, be a be a cybersecurity person who works from home, like whatever it is, just I don't think the messaging is really out there for girls that there is an alternative to just being on that hamster wheel for 30, 40, 50 years and... So that that's kind of by design, like not only do we not send them that message, we don't provide them with that representation. And boy, when we do, is it shitty. Like the way that we depict housewives, let's just think of all the stupid ass reality shows we've got with the title housewife in it. Yeah, but the problem of which is those are so fucking fake. There is no reality in that reality TV. Right. That's the thing. And then if we looked at like the Hollywood produced side, like how do they depict housewives? Not well, usually they're either like stuck with men who are crappy men or they're absolutely miserable or they like, good Lord, that woman is so depressed and overwhelmed and she just needs a fucking nap and an IV. Like just give her a break, you know, like, so it's not, there's no good imagery for it. And then we also don't tell them that, hey, that's an option, right? So I think that it's it's kind of the onus is on the women today of age. Looking at you, my millennials, let's go. Plugging the millennial media since we meet at Tuesdays. Uh, What time is that? 6.30 Eastern? Fuck. That was a shit plug. Sorry, but that's how MMO goes. It it was definitely a good attempt. It was on brand. Um, but I, I think it's on the women who like, be the change you wish to see in the world. I wish eh, to see more homemakers. I, I, I wish to see more women fulfilled and empowered to be the beautiful, magical creatures that a woman is. But you can't do that if you're trying to be equal to men in a workforce that's not designed to suit you. Well, okay. So my, I, I guess my follow-up question on that is, and, and you'll pardon me because I've, I've gotten lost in, in our chat this morning about, uh, you know, uh, C. Brooklyn had said, bring back, leave it to beaver times. And honestly, um, that is in a sense how 
I have modeled my particular mindset is I always kind of, despite the fact, you know, I was born in, in the latter part of the 70s, I, I kind of had that image, not because that's what I saw at home, believe me. I mean, my mother worked in a factory from the time I was roughly two. So, um, that was kind of the image that I had, like what I wanted when I got married. I wanted the 2.5 kids. I wanted the white picket fence and the, you know, and, and I even, I, I joked with phone boy, but I'm almost half serious that, um, you know, I, I would love nothing more than for him to, you know, be, uh, you know, be done with work. And there I am in my little frilly apron and I'm, you know, wearing a set of heels and just, uh, you know, cooking dinner and whatever. I mean, again, we're, you know, we're, he's, he's 50 and I'm just about there. So, you know, the, the thought of actually having a, a baby bouncing on my hip that's ours is, is about slim to none. But I mean, that's, that's the image I had as a young girl of what I really wanted. I wanted that traditional, you know, the man comes home from work, the woman has, you know, a pot roast on the platter and, you know, they sit and they eat dinner and they're, they're happy. And, you know, you were talking about all the reality shows and the, you know, the housewife, this and that shows. This is the image that we're putting out there to young girls that this is what reality yeah. is. And it's not, you know. Or the alternative is OnlyFans. Pay people to look at your butthole. Like, oh, my God. Yes. And, and like, where, I, where did this start? Because I have never fucking understood this whole OnlyFans shit. It used to be the only way that you got paid for showing your butthole was if you went to Hollyweird and became a porn actress or you did some amateur shit that you put out, which, I mean, we say it all the time, don't digitize your dick. You know, don't put your pussy on the internet unless you're getting paid for it by a porn company. I, I don't get behind OnlyFans. I don't understand it because it made every slut tart out there think she was a fucking supermodel. Like, ew, look at me. Ew. Much like and Spandex, little girl. It's it, on the internet. It, it's a privilege, not a right. You made $19 and will never make another one again. Whoops. Yeah, good point. Like, it's, um, but that, I mean, like, Part of me says I can't like I can't be mad at them for falling for it because before we had OnlyFans we had what was it Girls Gone Wild the freaking they show up with their big old camera outside of bars oh, around college campuses my god like, yes so you had that generation of women get exploited right like not not whatever I don't care do what you do ladies it's fine everybody's been to Mardi Gras once um, but like that was that was negative for the girls there was no benefit to them like they didn't get cut a check they didn't get a deal it was like ah oh, sign this release we're making a video and then the girls are like oh, yeah, blah, blah. and then they go to apply for a job and they're like oh bro I'm <laughs> and so now yep. they don't have jobs so you have that generation of women which is my generation of women um so then the younger women are like you ain't going girl gone wild me Five dollars, please, and thank you. 
So like, okay, I guess. Yeah, but the problem is, or the alternative is you. It's not pretty girls that are doing this. No, it's not. They're just the same girls who tried to do the leggings. They're the same girls who tried to do the fucking shit your gut detoxes. They're the same girls who tried to do the do. If you can't, if you are not an entrepreneur, you nobody's gonna buy pictures of your butthole, and nobody's gonna do it. And if you are an entrepreneur, why the hell are you trying to sell pictures of your butthole? I think the message there is just uh, don't um, don't digitize your your butthole. Basically, don't put your butthole on camera. Nobody wants to see your brown star, baby. Although one of these days, I will tell a story of the time in my life where I briefly managed a premium Snapchat girl. No judgment. No that's judgment. That's for another day. That's for another day. And that's but that's where my like. <laughs> That's where my just nonsense of it all is because I'm like, I have seen the work that it takes. Like this girl did her did her thing for six years and it finally caught some traction and she was like, Girl, I'm gonna need you with me. And I was like, Girl, I got you. I've been watching you. I see it. You're doing it. Like that was what she wanted. So I was supportive of that. If that's what, and we've grown out of that, she's grown out of that, whatever. But, like, it's a grind. It is a grind. And if you do not have the grind in you, you're not going to get the, you're not going to get the back. And if you do have the grind, there are better ways to get the back. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Oh, fuck. Mute buttons are a thing. Oh, my God. I'm so ashamed of myself. I so mute button did when I, when I meant to. What I meant to say. Oh God. This this is the result of not enough coffee and maybe too much chronic all at once this morning. So I I do um I, I am curious though. Okay, your um your personal opinion and uh you know th- this this will be a treat for early Monday morning. What are your, what's your, and this is off topic, but fuck it. You know, there's no rails un, unless you're talking about the ones that we, uh, we do around here. So, uh, no, phone boy, you are not the only one who has uh, issues with mute buttons. Um, but that's because I, I think you're rubbing off on me. You were just in my studio providing me coffee <laughs> like a good, uh, le- like a good man, bitch. Uh, <laughs> love you, baby. Uh, but on serious note. Um, off topic, but also totally on brand for what we do here. What's your thoughts on porn? And I have lost a, I, I, I have lost my co-host. Her, her phone went hang up, go bye-bye. Oh no. And I don't know how to do this. Oh my. Uh, I need a phone boy in my studio because OMG, I don't know how to answer the phone on my own stream. So I'm going to vamp the shit out of this and let you all listen to the incoming call until my other co-host rushes into my studio to make this all better because, oh my gosh. Tell her to call in again. Yes, Empress Emily, call back. I now have a phone boy in studio to fix this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is too funny, folks. This is just how it goes. Yay! Hempress Emily is back. Oh my goodness. We we have to love the tech fuck ups that occur no I, matter. I 
my cheeks are so red. I can feel the heat on them. And all I could think was because when you dunked our phone boy, I was like, this bitch just did not. I can't believe it. And then it went dead and I was like, oh no, I have superpowers. (laughs) (laughs) But then I was, (laughs) but then I realized, nah, we just probably buttoned wrong. I don't know. So what is the controversial question that you were going to ask me and the NSA didn't want me to hear? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, apparently the NSA got got you, girl. Uh, No, my question was, um, what are your thoughts on porn, quite honestly? I mean, uh, (sighs) (laughs) okay, universally bad. I liked it better when you had to shamefully go to the rack and awkwardly purchase the magazine. I thought it was better for society when we had the weird curtain at the video store that you went to, or there was that one specific weird video shop that was weirdly always busy, but nobody you knew ever went to. Like it was better when it was less accessible. I think it should be ripped from the entry net. Um, And the consumption of it, can and does have negative effects on the individual that is consuming it to varying degrees. But mostly, it just desensitizes you. And um, another one-day conversation. Uh, the, the, it's, it's not something that you should be desensitized to. Like, that's unhealthy. <laughs> Um, overall unhealthy, rip it from the internet, make it harder to acquire. However, I don't judge you for looking at it. I don't judge you for making it. Like if that's how you make your money and you're happy doing so, um, and you're comfortable and otherwise well-adjusted, cool. Um, but it's, it's not been good for the world. Yeah, I mean, especially living in the South, there's plenty of billboards that are, you know, talking about how, you know, porn is bad and it's poisoning the minds of our children. And being the mother of two now grown children, um, one of the things I was very diligent about attempting to do, because, of course, you know, my children growing up in the age of They've only known computers and electronic devices their entire life. Um, I I diligently tried to keep adult content like that away from my children. Um, I personally do not have an issue with porn. I have made no bones about the fact that I used to work in the adult industry. I have both worked at... uh, a sex shop as well as a strip club and at one time also uh, danced. So I I don't have, as long as there's consent involved, if, if you're over 18 and you choose to, you know, put yourself on, on film and, and such, then, I mean, that's fine. I have no issue with that and i actually went to school with a girl who was a playboy bunny 
and I I think my first introduction to the adult world in that sense was, of course, you know, finding dad's skin mag in the drawer you were never supposed to go in type thing. So, I mean, as, as a young girl, you know, I guess, and, and it's even worse now, I'll just be honest, because... Like you said, porn is literally a click away. You know, the internet is for porn. And young <laughs> girls nowadays are, you know, they're, they're getting the misconception that every guy out there has like a 10 inch long and that, you know, the only way to have sex is with him riding you and pulling your hair or with you tied up to a fucking spanking bench. I mean, the unrealisticness that is out there. Because the variety is so vast, you know, it, girls expect that as I soon as it, like it desensitizes people to a point where like that's not even sex anymore. If we were, if someone from like 1572 popped the fuck up in a time travel machine, they'd think that you were the torturer. They'd think that this was a torture chamber. Exactly. I, I 100% exactly agree because, I mean, back back in those days and shit, even back in, like, say, you know, grandma and grandpa's day, um, there wasn't, you know, choke me, daddy, spank me harder. I mean, maybe there was, but you sure as hell had to look a lot harder to find it. And, you know, vanilla missionary style, that was the, you know, that was the order of the day. I mean, God forbid you, you know, well, you did it doggy is, or, you know, dare I say, you know, grandma took it in the ass. Uh, that wasn't talked about. You didn't know about that. That that wasn't even put in your most secret diary back back in those days. It damn sure wasn't mainstream. Yet here we are in 2023 with content like wet ass pussy from cardi b like and then we wonder why our girls are on only fans and making amateur bbc but porn let us run back to last week and mention the over prescription of adderall and then also figure in that we give our teenage girls birth control literally the i don't know seventh month of their cycle and put them on this augmented hormonal robot reality, give them some Adderall, and then present them with the option to do internet porn for $5 a month per head. Oh, my God. Yes. And, and see how we end up there. And then before that, they had, uh, what was that, Hefner? Because I watched it. I learned how to do the bunny dip because I was like, on oh, the slight chance of health freezing over, I could be a Playboy bunny. Ain't going to catch me slipping. Um, I'm not even gonna lie I used to watch the bunny ranch like that place out in uh, Nevada where it's legal and shit yeah yeah it wasn't that one it was the one where like Hugh Hefner I think it was on E um, oh shit yes 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 the one with Hef yeah yeah so like that was what we were being said like not only is it like the magazines from your generation seeing like how men treated that like that was their thing but now, like, we got to see behind the scenes. Like, this is how these girls get to live. Oh, my gosh. That looks cool. Let me do it. Like I said, I actually went to high school with a girl who's now a yeah. Playboy bunny. Mm-hmm. And you know what's really kind of interesting? She had a fucking butter face. 
it, it, hey, well, you know. Yeah, I mean, just looking at her, like, even as a, you know, even as someone who has admittedly been with women, um, yeah, looking at her, I, no, it just doesn't do anything for me. That that That's a two-bagger. I'm sorry. Where did you go? Yeah, I don't, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, my goodness. Hello? Did you? Hello? No, I'm here. Okay. I, I love how, like, our show is just so real. Like, we just, we tackle the shit no one else wants to talk about. I, I didn't know how, you know, how things were going to go with us doing this. But, I mean, this this really is just two yentas yakking, like we named the first episode. I, I love the fact that we can talk about controversial shit on a Monday morning. And nobody bats an eye. But I think that's the society we're in. I mean, truly, it takes a lot to offend people and yet at the same time people are offended because the wind blew in the opposite direction in which they wanted it to it's it's such a paradox well the person who's offended needs to figure out why they're offended and deal with that on a personal level and then they'll just stop being offended and, don't and, think everything's so personal you're not that special and and i agree with that <laughs> Because, like, prime example, so last night, I had my son and his ex, and according to him, future, because apparently he's going to remarry her, um, I had them come over for dinner. Now, that wasn't a problem, okay? And, I mean, when you listen to The Lotus Effect, you hear me and, and Phone Boy, and, you know, we, we like to have, I mean hell half of the show appeal is the fact that we have the banter that we have and you know we that's just my family dynamic you know we we break your balls we we give you a hard time it's if we don't that you need to be worried about oh fuck like did i do something to piss these people off because that's just, that's how we show love. You know what I'm saying? We, we give each other a hard time. We roast each other. There's no, there's no malice in it. But, oh my God, because my son is constantly haranguing me about the fact this bitch has the quote-unquote golden pussy, like I give a fuck, he got so upset. Or, I'm sorry, not he. She got so upset. Okay, you gotta love this, y'all. She got upset because he was yet again making one of those comments, and I turned and looked at him and said, well, maybe the golden pussy isn't the best option for you. She got all up in her motherfucking feels, and the next thing you know, oh, we've got to go. She's not feeling well. Then he tells me, it's not that she's not feeling well. She got offended, and oh, I was targeting her, and I'm like... Let me tell you something, little bitch. I'm not targeting you. I was very fucking over and beyond civil. I'm the one who texted you. I'm the one who invited you guys to come and have dinner with us, you know, for reasons I'm not talking about. And no, they weren't nefarious. Okay, I was trying to help them out. I was I was doing a solid because I know that their living situation isn't great. Their food situation isn't great. So the fact that I could offer them a place at my table to share dinner... I thought I was doing something, you know, nice. And she has to go and get all in her goddamn feels and whatnot. And I'm just like, I don't need this fucking drama. 
Like, I didn't like you that much to begin with. And then... I hope you feel better. Have a wonderful night. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I basically was like, this is a fucking joke, right? I invite you into my house. I have a fucking smoke circle with you. And you get all up in your feelers because I make the joke to my son that, you know, maybe this isn't the best option for you. Bitch, I have been dogging you for two plus fucking years since you did what you did and you got with my son. If you're not used to the way that I do things by now, girl, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? It just, it bugs the absolute shit out of me that she, everything was great. The mood in the house was great. And then she had to have this big old look at me moment. And I had just, you know, my son's like, I want you to squash things between you and her. You know, I want the air to be cleared. And I basically laid it out for her when we were having a smoke circle. I'm like, look, um, stop playing the victim. Okay, just just cut the shit. You want me not to dislike you. Don't throw hands with my son. Don't be toxic. And it goes for him, too. That that shit runs both ways. So. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that she got all up in her feels after I literally just told her, if you want to be in my good graces, if you want me to accept you and, and, you know, bring you in as part of the family during holidays and things like that, just (laughs) toughen up, you know, get out of your fucking feelies. Because I can assure you, anyone who is a friend, anyone who is a family member, okay, more than likely... We're we're gonna bust your balls. It, it's you how we show love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like my 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 mother and my siblings and I, like we're we're similar. Um, there are the times where you have to remind each other not to be all in your feces. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you just people get all up in their feels over the tiniest I just things. Think it's, I just think it's kind of like I've been stifling back cackling because I'm like, for X amount of time, this woman has all but told you she don't fucking like you. The, 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 the tone has not changed in the relationship that you're trying to build here, but you still have the audacity to get hurt by the things that are said. Just let them roll off your back, sis. If you know that she don't like you, I'm talking about like the young woman in the situation, like to her directly. If you know that the person doesn't like you, then don't let the things that they say affect you. It's easy. And then if it does affect you, adjust. Be like, well, you know what? Maybe she has some something to this. Maybe I shouldn't be a victim. Maybe if I take accountability for my actions once in a while, I'll stop doing things I have to be held accountable for. Fucking novel concept. Well, and novel concept that when you're literally told, you know, stop acting like the victim okay the the next thing you do after i've offered you hospitality and everything is to play the victim but i i think that that kind of goes like that should be a gender identity at this point like i'm i'm that's the 85th gender is victim (laughs) i like that it's it's, it becomes like, like, 
for whatever reason, right, whoever it is, if you are constantly offended, if you are constantly in the lesser than position, if you are constantly the number getting eaten by the bigger number, that's a you problem, babe. That, that's something missing in you. Something within you says, you ain't shit and you ain't never going to be shit. And you need to tell it to shut the fuck up or better yet, prove to it that you're you, that you are something. Yeah, because ultimately and then this this is just my viewpoint on, you know, on, on this particular person. And, you know, I'm, I'm not naming names. I'm not trying to shame anyone. But look, we've all had fucked up lives. You have. I have. Even phone boy, you know. Everybody's got a story. That's right. Everybody's got something. Okay, everybody going through something. So first and foremost, little girl, stop thinking you're fucking special because you ain't. All you're doing by playing the victim is making yourself look fucking terrible. Okay, you're not garnering any sympathy. You're not going to get yourself into my good graces by acting offended by something that is said or everything. It's it's interesting to me how this is a girl who says some of the most inappropriate shit for shock value, much like I do. I admit to the fact. I, I, I've often said, if you're not offended, you're not paying attention. But there's a time and a place for shit like that. And you don't get to be the one who is having the look at me moment about, oh, I've got a golden pussy. That's how I keep him. And then at the next fucking step, you get offended because I am like, you know, you ain't you ain't all that. You know, what I'm saying like figure your shit out. I don't have time for some high school drama because. Yeah. I mean, she she's talked shit in the past about me. I've talked shit about her in the past. And, you know, I've I've told my son, look, I'm not going to talk shit about her. I'm not going to be hateful, but that's a two way street. I'll keep her name out of my mouth. She keeps my name out of hers. We have a peaceful existence. And because we're trying to start anew after he squashed his issues, so he's not on the run anymore. He's actually manned up and handled his shit. And because I thought, okay, I can help them by giving them a good meal. We can clear the air that needed to be cleared before he went in. And I would have think, um, you know, I would have thought that by my actions of messaging her, not him, and including her in the situation. Because most often, I would just message him and be like, hey, do you want to come over or whatever? And I would tell him, no. Okay, she is not welcome here. I extended a fucking olive branch. And she sat her fat, entitled little ass on it and snapped it. That's how I looked at it. So there, there's, there's probably going to be a little bit of time where he and I are kind of not grooving and not being on the being on a a peaceful page because i know he's gonna side with her 
because that's his woman and I respect that. But I also think he needs to man up and tell her, look, you know, this is how we do things. You need to, you need to chill the fuck out. You know, I know that the message that he sent me about how, oh, I was, you know, I was being, I was targeting her, I this or I that, that came directly from her lips. And the fact that I feel like to some degree he is, and I told him last night, I'm like, boy, you're whipped. Bottom line, you're whipped. And and when you're whipped, okay, you don't have a thought for yourself. Your thoughts center around, if I cross her, she won't give me the pussy. Or she's going to be a tyrannical so, bitch. The other term for that is codependent. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, fucking one hundred percent codependent, and I have said that. Yes, see, Brooklyn, he is a beta. He took her last name when they got married. Okay, and he freely admits she wears the pants. And I offhandedly said, "Yeah, the dick too," but that's just my sense of humor. <laughs> NSA uh, incoming. <laughs> all right. So I think (laughs) I think we need to steer back to our subject matter of the day, and that would be the eighty-five different genders that are out there. So I'm actually going to give you the uh, I'm I'm going to give you the baton and let you start. Because I wanted to uh, discuss the 85 different genders and and uh, share our thoughts on them. So uh, take it away, Em. So I think the most responsible thing to do in a situation like this is to list all of them. <laughs> and that's been done quite graciously by the folks over at Wikipedia. Uh, so... And I'm going to try to be professional while I read these. My pronunciations might not be right, but I've provided you the link and you can go read it for yourself. First on the list with the A-binary, A-gender, ambigender, androgenine, androgynous, aporogender, autigender, bakla, bigender, binary, bisu, butch, kalabi, kalali, cis, cisgender, Demi-boy, demi-flux, demi-gender, demi-girl, demi-guy, demi-woman, demi-woman, dual-gender, fa-afafine, female, female-male, femme, FTM, gender-bender, gender-diverse, gender-gifted, gender-fay, gender-fluid, gender-flux, gender-fuck, gender-less, gender-nonconforming, gender-queer, gender-questioning, gender-variant, gray-gender, hijira, Intergender, intersex, Kathui, Mahu, male, male to female, man, man of trans experience, Maverick, metagender, MTF, multigender, muke, mux, it's M U X E. I don't know why I put it as a C. Neither, norogender, neutrosis, non binary, non binary transgender, omnigender, other, pangender, Person of transgendered experience, polygender, sequet, third gender, trans, transgender, 
transfeminine, transmasculine, transsexual, transvestite, trigender, tum-tum, two-spirit, vakasalawalea, butchered it, waria, winkty, woman, woman of trans experience, ex-gender, ex-gender, xenogender. And that is the list of all of the genders. This this really kills me because there's a lot of shit in here. Now, <laughs> it's the college kid with the label maker. It really is because some of this shit, okay, like femme and butch, <laughs> those are lesbian fucking terms. That's not They're a goddamn not gender. And this non-binary shit? So, okay, I'm going to read directly from the Wikipedia. Non-binary can be defined as does not subscribe to the gender binary, but identifies with neither, both, or beyond male and female. How the fuck can you be beyond male and female? What is beyond male and female? And oh, by the way, I'm pretty sure that in this entire list, because I have it in front of me, nowhere on this list, and Empress Emily, you can you, you can attest to this, nowhere on this fucking list is they, them. Oh my gosh. Isn't that interesting? Let me get, let me get to them teas real quick. I'm looking right at them, my friend. Okay. All right. So no, um, I, but I, so this is where I get a little confusing because, so to me, the use of they, them, that's a pronoun. So you would use that pronoun for someone who, for example, in the T section, third gender, they would, that would probably be a they. Um, Okay. But, but let's ask this, let's ask this question. What the fuck is a... Th- what's the third gender? Can someone please weigh in for me and tell me what the fuck the third gender is? I, I, I know there's I mean, male. You have a penis. There, there, there's female. You, you have a VJ. What's the fucking third? A hermaphrodite? I was going to say, traditionally, that's been what it is. But I don't know that that's even what this means. As a concept, category... Wait, hold on. What's this thing? Let me get my good eyes. Third gender is a concept in which individuals are categorized. No fucking way. It's a category. That's stupid. Understood to mean other through anthropological and sociologists. Well, and and, and while you're you're looking at that, okay, I I want to also say that male to female and MTF are the same fucking thing. That's redundant. Like, I swear to Christ, this list is just such... An absolute fucking sham. So this is just a very abstract TLDR from my retard brain understanding. But that third gender, those are like the the women shamans, the women who do a more masculine role, but still are. It's the the women power lifters. Throw them in there. Like that's what that's what third gender means is like you're of one identity but possessed and are capable of traits of the other. Why the fuck does that get to be third gender? Fucking women and men have been doing that for eons. Now all of a sudden we have a third gender. Well, then by God, y'all, I think Phoenix is a third gender 
Because for 14 fucking years, okay, as a wonderful, voluptuous female, I worked in a male-dominated profession, got called sir quite often because at one point in time I had, you know, shaved my head and such and so on and did wear male clothes because, frankly, I was too fucking fat to fit in anything female that looked good. On top of which, who wants to spend $100 on a pair of jeans from Torrid just to get fifth wheel grease on them and ruin them? No, you buy the oh, fucking word. cheap fat man $30 pants. Yep. Exactly. Yep. I mean, this this whole list of different genders just bent my brain because some of the shit on it just it first of all okay we've known about androgyny for years okay it's a Ooh, very simple concept my my references for anyone who's confused on androgyny um david bowie and annie lennox you look at them instantly beautiful human they open their mouth oh my gosh such talent and then you're like, wait, hold on a second. Adam Sample, no Adam Sample. Really doesn't matter. That's kind of like, that's androgyny. Just a well, representation is- of human. I have... Questionable gender. Questionable pee parts. Well, see, I don't know. To, to me, all right, I, I've been an Annie Lennox fan for years. I really don't see her as androgynous. Like, when I look at her, there's no question in my mind that that is a woman. There never has been. Now, I do understand there are some women out there who could possibly fall into that category. Absolutely. Much like there's men who fall into that category. There are definitely some people who I've seen and I thought, you know, wow, that's that's a really pretty woman. Oh, fuck, that's a guy. You know, it, it happens all the time. And <laughs> yeah. it's kind of funny because... um. Actually, uh, Aerosmith's Dude Looks Like a Lady was written by Steven Tyler after he met Vince Neil of Motley Crue fame. He saw him from the back and he thought, wow, what a smoking hot woman. And then fucking Vince turned around and he was like, oh, fuck. So, I mean, it's it's definitely possible for men and women to be androgynous. But, I mean... <laughs> From the back, you look like a woman because you have long hair and it's all pretty and everything. Okay, great. And you're a dude. You turn around, you got a fucking mustache. That's not androgyny. That's that's definitely not androgyny. That's not androgyny. But, you know, some some of the other, like butch, that annoys the fuck out of me. Okay, butch is a lesbian term. That is not a gender fucking identity. It, it, It irritates the hell out of me that that is on the list. Cis and cisgender? Yeah. Guess what? That means you're fucking straight. The definition says can be defined as personal identity and gender corresponds with their sexual with their sex assigned at birth. Okay. Again, are you fucking kidding me? You know, cis female, cis male, cis man, cis woman. That's a redundant fucking statement, in my opinion. Just my opinion. And and some of this other stuff that does, what is it? I mean, okay, demi means partial. So you have demi girl and demi man, demi woman, like, the fuck? Demi gender? How are you only partially a gen? Like, oh, this, this shit's making, making me rage. You know, we, we already identified the FTM and the female to male thing. You know, again, femme is a lesbian turn. 
gender bender. Um, we used to call those cross dressers back in my day. Gender fluid. Okay. At this and see this this more identifies what I think you were talking about um, with being one but leaning toward another you know sometimes I'm male sometimes I'm female you know I I know Mm -hmm. I know some people who are like that you know I can understand gender fluidity we all to some degree I believe go through some gender fluidity I mean there's days when I want to wear a dress and heels and there's other days when I want to put my shit kickers and a pair of jeans on does it mean that I'm gender fluid no it just means that um, no that means I'm wearing a dress and shit kickers bitch precisely (laughs) I think this has really become a gigantic look at me movement where they, because I mean, they're we just have we have um, magnified the importance of individualism to such a point where like nothing makes you an individual anymore until you list all of these very intricate, very specific, unique list of things to you. And then if your points are higher than the other person that you're talking to, then you win the conversation. Yeah. And we've game we've gamified the human experience and it's stupid just need to as t swizzle says shake it off <laughs> exactly i i agree Shout out completely. <laughs> i i just i think it's gotten i i definitely think it has gotten to a ridiculous point where we're just you know we're basically vomiting word salad and calling it mm-hmm. gender identities and shit like that like Tum Tum. What the fuck? Y- you know what Tum Tum is in my world? I don't want to click on that. I don't want to know, to be honest. Well, <laughs> probably some theater adjacent thing. And I'm just not about it. Probably. Port Asiatic label. Actually, now I have to know. We, we don't <laughs> remain ignorant around these tops. That's we right. We do the things we don't want to do with enthusiasm. Exactly. I mean, some, I'm sorry. Back, back in my day, you know, tum-tum was your stomach. You know, I'm patting my tum-tum. Now it's a fucking gender? What the fuck? Well, so tum-tum is a term that appears in Jewish rabbinic literature. It usually refers to a person whose sex is unknown because their genitalia are hidden, undeveloped, or difficult to determine. Okay, so in other words, you have a medical condition where your jumblies are not fully formed or they're hidden. You know, maybe you got a ball tucked mm-hmm. up inside. I mean, mm-hmm. how is that a fucking gender? Yeah, you know, I don't like the rules. No, I, I completely understand <laughs> that. Uh, it just... We, uh, I just want to remind everyone who doesn't listen to the Lotus Effect. But one time we were telling our favorite jokes or the dirtiest jokes, worst jokes, whatever. I don't know. But the prompt was joke. And my chosen joke was, why do doctors slap babies when they're born? To knock the dick off the dumb ones. Exactly. So when, when like, that's the, there's just, you either have a penis or you have a vagina. You are either to 
hold babies or provide recipes, ingredients for babies. Like that's, we're just here to make more babies. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. It's your job. It's your work. And the harder you fight against the biological urge, the more likely you will be to put yourself in one of these weird categories. Because the amount of brain power it takes to override the biological urge, the evolutionary urge, the neurological, the hormonal, you ain't got it. You just don't have it. You don't have it. Exactly. So to cope with it, so to cope with it, make up all this stuff. Make it up. <laughs> and I, I think that's a lot of what, you know, they they have literally begun doing is just making shit up because we have, you know, everybody has to have their look at me moment. Everybody has to be an individual. But the problem is that the way that they are being, quote unquote, an individual is by joining the masses that are all doing this ridiculous shit of oh i'm a park bench i'm a they them i'm you know whatever to me Mm -hmm. a they them is a personality disorder you have multiple personalities ergo that's how you can be a they them is because you then become plural because oh hey you know i got a got a couple extra personalities hanging around here um and and in the same galaxy nearly eight years ago i myself was on the edge of the they hole. I oh, was no. so I was so fucking sick of being a woman in the world. I was so sick of every month being overwhelmed by the shame and guilt that is the uterus shed without a baby in it. I was so just over it. I was so over being looked at as a piece of meat by the men. And my coworkers at the time were a bunch of bitches. And I'm like, I don't want to be like y'all. You ladies are mean. I don't want to be a mean girl. I don't like it. I don't want to be this. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be a human. I'm just gonna be. You know what? I'm not Emily no more. Don't even bother with any. We'll just knock it down to like letter M, and we'll call it a day. And I won't refer to myself as a like. I will just exist as a human who happens to have real big titties. That's all I was doing. And it was like, it was slightly freeing, but then it was also more of a mental health condition. Like I was burnt out. I was burning the candle at both ends and, you know, like using the wax for, like, it was just, I was a mess. I was so overwhelmed. I was in the middle of the tornado and the only solution I could come up with was to change the way I viewed myself. That's the solution. And it like it worked for a little bit, but then, you know, nobody took it seriously. So that was further invalidating. And then I also was like feeling embarrassed about telling people about it, further invalidating. So you kind of just create this little mess of your own. And then I was like, you know what? No, I'm definitely a woman, definitely here to like be the vessel, whether that be for children or for other people's opinions or to solve problems, like whatever it is, I'm a lady, I'm here, let's do it. And and I can get behind that. I mean, I'm not trying to shame anyone who is of the female gender and decides, hey, um, I want to chop off my, my boobs and become a guy, you know, get an addictomy surgery. I, I, I make jokes, but I mean, on, on the serious, whatever gender, you know, someone wants to be, that's fine. 
my problem is much like with homosexuals who, and I'm not saying that they're all like that. I have plenty of friends who are gay, lesbian, etc. But the the ones who are having these look at me moments where, you know, I'm a they, them, and you must uh, validate it, me and recognize me. Seen and validated. And it's not that 20-something-year-old in front of you screaming, I'm they. It's the three-year-old who was ignored because mom was at work because of corporate greed and great-grandpa went off to war. Full circle. Exactly. 100%. You know, I agree with that. And that leads into, you know, a, a mini discussion that we can touch on real quick and we could probably dig deeper into it next week if you want to, but that's this bullshit <laughs> of parents being like... You know, the the kid at five years old comes to him and says, Mommy, I want to be a boy. And you're looking at your daughter going, um, no, actually, better example. Your, your son comes to you and says, Mommy, I want to be a girl. Yeah. And yesterday you wanted to be a dinosaur, Timmy. Let, let's, mm-hmm. um, let's, let's wait till your brain develops a little more and you actually figure out who you actually are and not yeah. all of this school sponsored indoctrination where and they're literally trying to fucking mind fuck our kids, shoot them up with, you know, hormone blockers and just, it's, it's disgusting. So when we have the small child today coming to the parent let's assume that that parent is between my age and your age. The messaging that we have received is if we do not validate them, we're being like, we're fucking up. And then also we have our lived experience of what it was like to be fucked and ignored or invalidated. So you try to right the wrongs, but like everything we do, we overcorrect. And instead of having the, um, the wholeness as the parent, to say, like you just said, yeah, yesterday you wanted to be a dinosaur, and tomorrow you probably want to be a penguin. Like, it's whatever. Today, be a lady. Um, there's some laundry to be folded. You got to make sure you brush your hair. You got to make sure you brush some teeth, because ladies have clean teeth. Like, so, you know, you whatever. Entertain them for the day. But that's... Yeah, that, and that's exactly it. Okay, instead of, instead of going from zero to hormone blockers and... You know, but then also, swapping names once, and genders, you know, why don't you just take a step back and, dare I say it, enter in a little bit of common sense, which isn't so common anymore. When your five-year-old right. comes to you, I understand you want to be supportive, you want to be loving, you want to be that good parent who validates your child, but validation comes with responsibility. And as the adult, as the fully formed brain, if you will, mm-hmm. you need to be the first line of defense for that child going, no, my my son or my daughter is going through a phase right now mm-hmm. where outside influences, and this is another reason to homeschool your children, if I'm honest, but outside influences. Limit the amount of outside resources for sure. Exactly. You know, be more present with your kids. Know what they're watching. If if you allow actually, them to consume television, know who their friends are. Know what's going on in their life. You are, as the parent, the first do, line of defense. If you do send your child to public school, 
absolutely no fucking shade. Use it. It's free. Don't be a dummy. But also, go to the PTA meetings. I assure you, like, it's it's only like two hours, and it's not that big of a deal. I did it. Like, it was, it was nice. I, I helped out with some stuff. You're involved. The teachers at the school see your face. They associate your child with you. And if you happen to be like me, I might be a little intimidating. I might steer you down until you back down. Fuck around and find out. Um, so you're not going to, you ain't going to teach my, or you're not going to treat my child like you treat the rest of the herd because you know my face. You know that I'm here all the time and you know that I'm going to catch slipping. Exactly. And, you know, being, being out there, you know, giving, giving the exposure of, you know, look in the teacher in the eye, look in the administrator, the principal, whoever uh-huh, in the uh-huh. eye and kind of and sending that parents. nonverbal message. Have, yeah. The other parents around you, you get a vibe of like when uh, examples, you know, like some kids are over rambunctious in class and that's an issue. Right. And Ooh, then ADHD, ADHD, ADHD medicate but then, but then you see little Jimmy's fucking mom just sits in the meeting the whole time, staring at her phone, scrolling through. And anytime she's asked to participate, she uh, doesn't want to be involved or you have to say her name four times. Like, oh, well, I'm sure that kid's fucking ignored at home, just like we're ignored here. So that explains why little Jimmy's a shit. Exactly. I agree <laughs> wholeheartedly that if you want to know I'm why sorry a, for all a the child is... Out there. I don't know why that's the name I pick, but... Here we are. Well, I mean, that, that's just the, you're probably great men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, on a serious note, though, you you can look at a kid and kind of figure out if the parent is engaged or if the parent is just, you know, whatever. Maybe they're Not, yeah. too busy with their social life and their face is always in their phone. Mm-hmm. Or I or mean, you find out that their mom's like the number one realtor in the county and their dad's the number two surgeon in the county. And you're like, oh, so number seven years in parenting? Somebody. Come or on. you, or... Somebody's got to raise these five kids. <laughs> yeah, or you have the less advantaged kids who... Mom has to work three jobs. Dad took the fuck off before, you know, the kid even came into the world. You can see that the path that this child is going down 90%, you know, to 99% of the time is going to be, you're going to, you're going to be a kid who's in the system. You're going to be mislabeled as a behavior problem. Because you're getting absolutely no uh, support no and structure, structure at home no, because mom doesn't no, have fucking yeah. time. By the time she gets home from her, you know, three jobs that she has to work to make sure that you can keep a roof over your head and food in your stomach, she's fucking exhausted. You pizza. I love you, baby. Good night. Exactly. You set them in front of the television, yeah. you give them a slice of Little Caesars, and you call it a fucking day. Or you fall asleep on the couch so that you're in the same room with them, but you're still not interacting. You know, this, this mm-hmm. happens every day. And, and you don't have to be uh, poor to be the Little Caesars sitting in front of the television parent because oh, most no. often you're, of the, you're the Little Caesars uh, or the McDonald's or the whatever stuffing this shit in their face, running them between soccer practice, band practice, jazz, <laughs> ballet. I mean, you're, you're overstimulating your kids and not paying attention to them. So You've why would the way for not, and it's not even the parents that sign them up. They're forced into compulsory education, public school, which is Monday through Friday. 
8.30 in the morning to 2.30 in the afternoon. And then you have the audacity, capital A, audacity, to say you're going to play sports. That is now an additional three hours to your day, three days a week, and you're going to handle it. And on top of that, you got to do all the other things that a little human has to do. You got to brush your teeth. You got to put on your clothes. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do like that's too much for a little tiny human brain of all of under 10 years old, 10 years earth time to process and manage. Most grown ass adults barely have the bandwidth to do their 40 at work and come home and keep a house livable not even clean, livable, and provide attention to the people within your home. And you, at X amount of age, X amount of time on this earth, expect someone with markedly less time to do equal to and or better than you, capital A, audacity. How dare you? Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm actually going to try to find, I hope I have it in, in paper form. I believe I still do. I'll have to look through my school notes. But I'm going to find the piece of paper that we had to fill out in our calls class. Um, and and Sir Bemrose, who has graced us with his presence this morning. So thank you for Good your courage, morning, sir. And, sir uh, enjoy your day oh, of being cool. on the hamster wheel. We know it's going to suck, but we believe in you. Go get that money. Um, Ooh, the bag. <laughs> that's right. Uh, there's actually a sheet that I got in my calls class, and it's it says there's 168 hours in a seven-day week. How many mm-hmm. hours do you spend doing each of these activities? And I think it's interesting. I'm going to try to get it uh, scanned and posted in our show notes, along with the Wikipedia link to the list of different genders that we talked about today. And I invite people, fill this thing out for yourself. Objectively look at it. Yes. Be honest. Don't yes. lie about it. Yeah, because you're cheating yourself, yourself the by lying. Absolute worst thing you could do. You could lie to everybody else on this goddamn planet. But if you lie to yourself, bro, just shut the fuck up. Stop talking. I, I agree. I, I agree 100%. <laughs> and the best part is, is like, you don't have to tell anybody. You don't have to show it to nobody. It would know, just your eyeballs need to see it on paper. Yeah, it's it's totally personal for for yourself. <laughs> but I think it would help people, whether you're a parent for all or not. The people who say I don't have time, and and we all do it. You do every single day. There's something in your life that either you mutter to yourself or you mutter to another human being. I do not have time for this. Well. Take this little survey, look at this objectively and go, how many hours do I spend doing this? How many hours do I spend doing that? And then add them all up and find out, do you actually have time for this? And hopefully you have time to tune in next week to Coffee and Chronic with Hempress Emily and myself. Uh, I have been Phoenix today. And I've been Hempress Emily M. It's been nice to hang out with you guys. We went a little long this morning. We did go a little long because Foam Boy had meetings and because he's still teaching me the technical side of this whole shit show. I've had him uh, being my knob-turning, switch-flipping monkey this morning, as I often do. But we, uh, do you have any closing thoughts, M, on the stuff we've talked about today? I... 
ultimately just want everyone to be the best, literally the best version of the person that you can be. And however you can facilitate doing that, you should start making the baby steps towards it. I agree with that. You know, be be secure in who you are, no matter what gender you identify and as. Just and as a human people. being in the flesh suit, in the flesh suit that you have been assigned, get comfortable. It's the only one you're given. You could change it. You could do that. That's cool. That's cool. But when you got to go check in all your equipment, they're gonna ask questions. One hundred percent. agree. So with that, folks, we are going to play you all out. And we're going to give you back the rest of your day. So happy Monday. Go get that money, money, money. And we will see you back here bright and squirrely Monday morning, 7 a.m. Central with your girl, the princess of profanity, Phoenix and Empress Emily M. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye. Bye.